LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we have another special guest. Once again, we are broadcasting live from the Southern Baptist Convention in the month of June. So you may be listening to this in the month of August or September. But know that our guest today may be one of the most profound guests we've ever had. Yes. Who that? Of the three guests we've had on the... <laughs> he's, a, he's a Saints fan for sure. But that's he's why a, we like him. That, that's why some people like him. One of the things I've found about... Uh, first of all, it's Rob Wilton. Rob Wilton is the brother of one of our staff members. Yes. And before he introduces himself, I want to ask the question, which brother would win in a fight? Ooh. And be honest, Ooh. you're the older brother. But Greg is taller, though. But yeah. Greg, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to fight with some people. And Greg's one of those, one of those individuals. So I'm going to be humble and honest. Okay. okay. Um, before college, Greg didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Mm. But then he moved to college, and he went from like five ten to six two, or however that big he is. is. With his beard, I think he's and, he's six, and five. That because hair, of his uh, most recent weight gaining plan. <laughs> Um, he's on the seafood he, diet. Yeah. He, he's on the seafood diet in see, Nashville. He sees it and eats it. <laughs> he is uh, he is an offensive lineman, and there's no chance right now. He yeah. would he would he tear would me up. Okay, I just yeah. I felt that way, but I wanted to hear it from you. Yeah, yeah. he would tear me up right yeah. now. It, it, but before we get started, tell us a little bit about what you. Uh, why would we have you on this podcast? Well, and your family. Two yeah. of the most He's wondering things. the same thing. But let me tell you why we're having him on the podcast. So Rob Wilson has planted uh, churches in New Orleans. Very difficult city. I'm from New Orleans. Uh, had a, an amazing multi-site church ministry there. Reached the city and uh, did some amazing work there. God burdened his heart to to kind of uh, deploy that and start kind of a movement of church planning in other cities as well. You can talk about those. And then God moved him, which is interesting. He's planted churches from vintage, and then God said, "No, I'm going to replant you." And so now, which he's- is amazing. You love to see a church plant plant a church at such a Young age for a church. Well, I mean, and you don't see that from guys. Most guys are sending people out, but God sent him out. He yeah. and Annabeth went sending to Pittsburgh. Sending the pastor out, yeah. The, yeah, pastor, the pastor went out. Is then going out, and yeah. planting again. So he's now in Pittsburgh, and uh, he's obviously part of our, our network of churches at, mm-hmm. at uh, Replicate in Long Hollow, and, and, and we're supporting Rob and happy to do so. Tell us, Rob, now maybe, what, four months, literally three months, really, from the, from the initial church planting. Tell us what's going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so we uh, landed in August when God called us to plant vintage um, Pittsburgh. Uh, I knew, I knew I needed time of rest. I needed time of equipping, training. Long Hollow was amazing to roll out the red carpet to me and my family. So we literally spent January till about June, July um, in Nashville with you guys. It was so awesome learning from you guys, being a part of the ministry there. And then you sent us in August. We landed, and the goal was that we would launch in August of this year. Uh, God had different plans. Partnership with the SEND Network, with North American Mission Board, uh, rolling into the city very quickly. 
Uh, Kevin asked for me to not just plan a church, but to lead the city for church planning. Kevin Izell is Kevin the, is the president of North American right, Mission Board. Right. Great friend to us to replicate. Yep. Um, and uh, we, we ended up landing in the city, and I'm excited to celebrate this past Easter. We launched in two locations in the city. Uh, we already have 13 V groups scattered Ooh. throughout the city. Now, define V groups for those who V groups are like. Uh, uh, discipleship groups, our v small group groups, same thing. Yep. Yeah, V just, groups because Vintage Church vintage is the name church. of the church. So V is in Victor groups yep. that are like these discipleship Which groups. Which is B, B groups. Yeah, so this is listening. typical church planning. You go, you kick off with a couple campuses and knock yep. it out with an early start. Yeah, and I'd love to. <laughs> no, that's not, not typical. That, that is not typical in any way, shape, or form. N- not at all. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I'm breaking every rule that uh, I would teach guys <laughs> on how are. to plan a church. Don't listen to anything we're saying today on the podcast, please. But no. uh, <laughs> at some level. Uh, we plant, we water, God gives a growth, right? That's so right. Amen. I'm trying to respond to what the Spirit of God's doing in Pittsburgh. And I think the moment we landed, God affirmed in my heart that the harvest was plentiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had a, a worker problem, not a harvest problem. And I've seen that. And, and God's really just unleashed amazing workers into this harvest. We're already around 300 people in these two locations. Wow. Uh, celebrate our first baptisms. This past Sunday, uh, my favorite uh, first baptism for our church, Miss Joanna, homeless, mm. uh, came to our church, met Jesus, radically saved by the gospel, is being served through our sin relief ministry through our church. Wow. And uh, just thankful. Just thankful. So, so you said something interesting. You said, we don't have a harvest problem, we have a worker problem. And it's so good to, to hear that because what we think the answer to that is, is discipleship. I mean, I think we have a discipleship deficit. We don't have an evangelism deficit, uh, although we would like to see more evangelism happen. So tell us, with that focus, I know, I know, but I want those listening to hear, you came in and said, we're going to do a worship service eventually. We're going to do life groups eventually. But tell them where you started, because the work started in August with investing in a few key leaders tell them and discipling those tell it tell them about that what you yeah doing? so planning a second church now in pittsburgh i still don't really know what i'm doing robbie really but i know what not to do <laughs> that's true that's and true. uh you know you, you paid made enough, enough mistakes I, dumb tax you paid, I paid enough dumb tax. the dumb tax, the dumb tax in yeah. new orleans that's those right. poor people forgave me through it <laughs> and so I've, I've come to pittsburgh and i know one of the things that's most important in the church is the discipling of of leaders Mm-hmm. I just knew it. And, and when, when you plant churches, um, I, I really, and this sounds crazy, but I don't even like the term church planner. Uh, I feel like I'm more of a missionary that's planting the gospel. And as mm-hmm. I plant the gospel, um, churches blossom. Churches form out of planting the gospel. Mm-hmm. Too many times I think church planners are trained. If we talk about three areas of a church, right? You've got, and I'm overgeneralizing, you've got worship, obviously that's important. Right. You've got mission, obviously that's important. You've got discipleship. Um, too many guys are being uh, trained to plant churches first with this order. Let's mm. focus on mission, mm. right? So let's get on the ground and dude, I'm, you know, I'm like my dad. I'm a jugular vein evangelist. Like I, I tell people, come to faith in Jesus. A I jugular, go fishing. Is that like salvation by submission? Yes. Because that's, how I, like to, that's, that's how I like, like the to win people team. to Jesus. Right? That's, that's how you, the old power team, oh, yeah. which the power team is here. <laughs> the power team is here we at the just, Southern Baptist literally, We were just literally, Ryan and I were just literally Are they talking, willing to come over here and snap one of these they microphones? Blew, they were blowing up, uh, what were they blowing? A balloon. Water, or, 
Here's my question. Something that did blew they attempt up. to recruit you for the power? No, they Rob, did look Robbie's at Robbie's looking a little skinny right they now. Did. I'll be oh wow! So wow. I, don't, I don't know if he'd make the team. Hey, Maybe just, last year. <laughs> Not this year. Last year I've leaned up a little bit. So, but just to clarify, you said you're like your dad. I want to make sure we know who your dad is because okay. there are a lot of people who don't. Doctor Don Wilton. Yeah, we Doctor, call him Big Chief. Big Chief. Somebody know him as the former pastor of Doctor Billy Graham. That's right. That's how many people. He's may an know amazing him. preacher. I, I know from your testimony. Pastor, he has helped you. Impacted me. Wrote my dissertation critical on Critical time in your life. Um, but I always like to look at the Wilton brothers, the little I know about both of you, and the lot that I know about both of you, as the residual effect of God using your father. Yeah, and, the investment uh, of and a so faithful man. so it's an awesome man. legacy that we get to experience and be a part of. Yeah. But as you were talking about the missions stuff earlier, we skipped over your family. Yeah. The most important did. thing. We I mean, did. We got, that's what I want to hear about. Look, tell he's got a lot of kids. Tell us a little bit. No doubt. Got, so how many kids. kids you got? Twenty. We, <laughs> he's got four kids. Four. Okay, four. Just After just short two. of twenty, we have four. <laughs> so uh, we. <laughs> but the twins seem like more. I'm going to go on record and say that. And when yeah, the Wiltons I, get with the Galities, it's out of it's control. Over. It's every, out of control. Every restaurant Robbie and I have ever brought our kids to, we apologize on the way out. <laughs> And yeah, on the way in. apologize on the way in. I will yeah, tell you, I did learn know. something about parenting from Rob Wilton. I will tell you this. Uh-oh. And we've got to take a break, but I will tell you this for the break. Uh-oh. Rob Wilton taught me long ago about the preemptive spank. <laughs> is this going to be this – is, this is live, huh? Oh, yeah. Did you ever get a preemptive no spanking? This, this is gone. No, he, he did is a – Is this pre- for real? No, he did not get a preemptive spank. Yeah. He did the oh, preemptive you spanking. the process. Well, look, so what he does is – There's he, twin boys, and then there's my twin boys. <laughs> my twin boys are either going to jail or they're going to lead this whole world to Jesus. That's right. It's, there's I, there's, I, there's I hope only, it's option two. Those are the only they're going to go to jail and lead people to Jesus. They could do they could both. Do they too. could do both. Yeah. They, they, they could do both. Uh, shameless plug for Robbie Gallaty's testimony. There you go. They could – yeah. They could do, could do both. For the record, he never did time in jail. Right. Hey, right. so my family, Annabeth and I have been married 15 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, she was my high school sweetheart. Uh, we've been together 20-plus years. We dated all through high school, college, broke up a bunch, but got married, and we had four kids in New Orleans. Bolt is almost 11. Bolt, love that name. Uh, That's my favorite name. He's right my there. oldest like son. Uh, Mac and Burke are almost nine. Those are the twins. Yep. I gave them easy one-syllable yelling names. Bolt Mac Burke can yell at them like dogs. And then the one you love the most. And then the one I love the most. She's almost six. Her name is Carolina McCall. We call her McCall. And she is your favorite. You're she's not afraid favorite. to say it. She, she's gorgeous. She looks just like me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so that's well, the family. We'll get back into some mission talk, but let's take a brief break. We want to talk about the disciple-making jumpstart. Maybe you don't know where to get started with disciple-making. You're thinking, hey, I need a jumpstart. Well, the good news is we have one. You can go to disciplemakingjumpstart.com and find some information on how to be trained to start the disciple-making movement in your church. Uh, it's got some training videos with Pastor Robbie, Gus Hernandez, members of our team. It has a, a book that will help you assess the success of your disciple-making efforts, some assessments, some things like that. And then what we really are excited about is the 30-Day Healthy Church Challenge that will walk you step-by-step. We will handhold you through the disciple-making process to create your own disciple-making playbook to help you get started and to launch that 90-day emphasis to launch a disciple-making movement in your church. Disciplemakingjumpstart.com today. And we're back here on the podcast. We're talking about mission work in, in a sense because we, talk, we wanted to say church planning, but you said you don't like that work. You don't like that word as much as the fact that you're a missionary to wherever you're going. So I think we should go with that language. So those three areas, you know, mission, worship, discipleship. So guys are, are trained right out the gate. Let's let's hone in on mission. Let's hit the streets. And you got to do that. 
like church planners that rock into cities, just recruiting other people from other churches. That's not church planning. Transfer growth, yeah. That's church yeah. hopping. That that doesn't help you. Easy. Um, You're and treading so on some. You you gotta you gotta go into a city. You gotta be an evangelist. But here's the problem with that: is you, you lead people to Jesus, and what are you leading them back towards? And so, what most people who plant churches do is they do big missional outreaches, tell people about Jesus, and then what do they do second? They do worship. And so they bring people into a worship experience. Mm. I love preaching God's word. I'm more Baptist than I am Baptist. And we go at it in worship. Like, I love all that kind of stuff. But um, once again, you're bringing them into something where they're sitting in rows. They're not sitting in Consumerism, circles. Consumerism, basically. And you can't yeah. go deeper in that. Mm. So then what ends up happening? Mission, mission, mission. You finally launch. You launch your church. And then you go, oh, snap. What are we going to do with these people? Now let's do discipleship. Huh. We've decided in Pittsburgh to flip the script. Hmm. And so what we are doing is more disciple planning than church planning. So what hmm. we have done is we've landed on the ground and we've targeted, it starts with a few, pouring into those few. The bread and butter, the baseline of what we've done is our F260 Bible reading plan. Hmm. Yeah. Just simply getting everybody on the same y'all page. Are, let me stop you. Not only are you doing that at Vintage Pitt, but yep. you're doing that at Vintage NOLA as well. Vintage New Orleans and is going through the New the Testament plan this yeah. year. And preaching through it as well. Yeah. Preaching through it. Yeah. Uh, we've, we're calling our, our first part, we're, we're wrapping up the Old Testament and our one-year Bible reading plan. I start this Sunday with our Revealed series. Okay. So that's the Old Testament text. When we flip to the New Testament, It'll be called Fulfilled Series. Nice. And so we're walking through F260. We start all of our staff meetings. I learned this from you, F260 moment. Wow. All of our V groups are starting that way. Hmm. Worship service, we're plugging our memory verse for that so week. So amazing to hear and this. And so everything that we're doing mm-hmm. is, is rooted in the Word. It's rooted in de- developing. So if yeah. you would start out with discipleship, and then actually, secondly, lead people not just from discipleship, uh, to worship, but secondly, actually, discipleship to mission. Hmm. Well, that's good. You're embedding DNA into your church that's less about just rallying at a building once a week. Anybody in New Orleans can go into New Orleans, spend thousands of dollars on a free crawfish boil, and gather a crowd. Easy now. But you hang out You're not with a thousand a people one week, and next week you got 20 left. <laughs> right? Exactly. And so anybody can do that. But if you start with discipleship, you pour in the leaders and you multiply yourself out where leaders are cultivating leaders in the word. You lead them on mission. I love the Who's Your One initiative that yep. Sin's doing. Yep. So you get out on the streets, you start going after one, and people more connect into Christ that way. And then the cherry on the top is now I'm showing up at worship. Mm. Man, we lead people to Jesus in our worship services. But what's amazing is if we see the harvest happen in our worship services, mm. I've got more trained disciples to disciple those new converts wow. who's come to faith in Jesus. So the, the, the movement we've seen in Pittsburgh has really, it started with about 20, 30 people who moved into the city with us. We connected up with about 15 to 20 others who also were in the city. God answered my prayers for workers. We started pouring into them. Um, Honestly, we didn't have music until end of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, one reason was we had nobody uh, <laughs> legit enough <laughs> to, to do, get somebody to to move do there. music. That's, so that's it wasn't, a good reason. It wasn't so that's spiritual. Legit, you know, they were only people that could make a joyful noise, not, right. not you know, anything else. Lead worship. Had so, heavy emphasis on noise or joy? It, yeah, it was, okay. it was joyful. But, <laughs> and so we held back because we were really training up our teams in discipleship, mission, then worship. 
And then we rolled out our first preview gathering, and it was amazing. Yes, we did a little bit of marketing, but I didn't have to waste a whole lot of marketing money. Hmm. We basically sent out disciples to go make disciples. They brought all their friends. I remember seeing something on social media, and you're like, this is just me with my phone. Yep. I'm not trying to get fancy. I'm not trying to spend a lot of money. I'm trying to let people know what's up. Yep. Well, here's the reality, too, and this is so good. And I, and I know we've had these talks when you were sharing this with me, which is an amazing concept. And I want people, if you think about planning a church or uh, planning a church, you need to connect with Rob Wilton, and you can connect. We'll, we'll talk about how to connect at the end on mm-hmm. Twitter and uh, through social media. But, but here's the thing we talked about. What you're doing is you are desensitizing people from a building or a place or, 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 or going to somewhere, and what you're saying is you are the church. You, we're living sent, you know, as you always used to say. We're living, we are disciples. So we're not planning a church. We're planting disciples. And, and you know, I mean, we, we, we say this quote all the time from Mike Breen. If you seek to build a church, you'll rarely produce disciples. But if you seek to make disciples, you always get the church. And so it's so refreshing to hear you're not going in to plant a church you're going to raise up disciples, and then they become the apologetic in your community for this thing working, and then they become the ones bringing people in. Which it's is so, almost like yeah. you went back and read the Bible and said, this is how they did it. Let's try it that well, way. Well, listen, that's exactly what Jesus did. Let's be honest. <laughs> Jesus didn't get up and do massive crusades week after week. Jesus spent two and a half, three years with a few guys right. and then said, hey, I'm checking out. You guys got mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. Yeah. so if you could go back in time to when you planted your first church. Yeah. What are some big things you would want to tell yourself now? Yeah. That what, new, so new there's some guys planners. out there who are trying to plant. They just started. Um, they're missionaries now in their new community, and they need to hear some things. What, yeah. what would be some of those things? Yeah, I think a lot of what I just unpacked is a result of some mistakes that I made in New Orleans. And so when we planted our church in New Orleans, we started in our living room. I was doing stuff in the city, um, but basically because um, – I had done some ministry in the city. I wanted to respect the the pastors in the city. So we did a lot of things kind of underground relational, and that embedded more of a discipleship focus Hmm. that already had an evangelistic heart to it. Yeah. And so we actually launched as one group in our home in January of 2008. And by the time we launched in fall of 2008, we were seven groups. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started public worship. Well, as we started... The first two to three years, I was really invested in our group leaders. Yeah. But then we got so busy doing church on a weekend that I passed that off and I started to make that less of a priority. Uh And as the leader goes, so the church goes. Mm -hmm. I've made a commitment that from day one, I will never leave our group leaders. I will never leave that ministry because that's, I, I used to love what Mark Driscoll would say, right? That's the ground war. Right, yeah. the worship is the air war. This is the ground yeah. war. This is getting in the tanks and and mobilizing an army to go hit the streets. Switch soldiers, yeah, yeah. And so um, I would just encourage those who are church planners to 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 not just you know talk a game yeah. of discipleship, but to walk it. My wife good. and I lead a group, That's and so we have people in our home every week. Yeah. And to be honest, I've already, we're in two locations. I've got the two leaders of those locations in place. Mm. I'm working myself out of a job for those two locations. Yeah. And I'm planning a church in the south part of the city where I live right now. That's great. And so we're hoping in the next two years that we would actually plan a third location. And I'll probably position myself to only be there. Well, and here's the thing I, I think I'm hearing you say, which is so good. And you're the master of this, leading by example. 
And one of the things we got to re- remember is you can't delegate relationships. No. And, and listen, we, I mean, I could tell you two or three stories I've heard just at the convention of pastors who just got let go of churches. I know two of them I heard just yesterday. And it wasn't the main reason. There are obviously other issues. But the root cause was they never spent time with their people. So they had nobody supporting them. Right. The people didn't know the vision. And I think they wrongly assumed right. that they were leading from the pulpit and I preached it. They should understand it. No, no, no. It's way more than just, as you said, an air attack. Right. There has to be a ground attack of personal one-on-one time right. with other people. You do that so well, and, right. and obviously you're seeing the fruit of so, that. So uh, we want to make sure you mentioned earlier how people can uh, know how to help or get a hold of Rob. Yeah, how do we connect with you? Those who want to stay connected. Yeah, so um, social media is Rob Wilton TV, and uh, you can follow me there, connect with me in that way. Um, I'm strategically working with the North American Mission Board, and so you can reach out through NAM uh, to partner with Send Pittsburgh. I've actually yeah. got one of uh, my friends here who's going to be moving in the next year to plant awesome. a new church. We're dreaming of 25 churches by 2025, wow. and uh, we're well on our way uh, to and changing the game. you're going to the easy places like Pittsburgh. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah, right. It's actually uh, it's a hidden gem of America. Ooh. Yeah. Pittsburgh has a PR problem. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Other than their pro football team, it's a great place. Yeah. Well, he's a Dallas you know, Cowboys fan. Sorry, so don't let, bring yeah, it up. He's pretty bitter about I'd that. I'd be a little bitter if I was a Dallas Cowboys fan. I, I am would very too. bitter. I'm I'm very, very, I'd walk bitter. around pretty angry at life. Well, I'm very is. angry. He's always angry. Yeah, but they you did beat me. us last year. They did beat us last year, and he reminds me of that all the time. That's the only thing we got right now. And he reminds me of that all the time. versus the Patriots. That's all we got. We got nothing else, but we can beat them. But you'll never win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Maybe. Maybe. Listen, he thinks he's winning the Super Bowl every year. And that's For a those good place who know to wrap him, this podcast know what up. I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so as we well, close, hey, hey, love you guys. You can't see it on the podcast, but I had to yes. bring some swag Ooh. from Mr. Robbie Gallaty. Ooh. I like Representing this. some Steel City. Ooh, nice. The oh, Steel City nice. shirt. Uh, that's honestly, a great design we right there. could nice. not do what we're doing in nice. Pittsburgh without Replicate, without Long Hollow, without your friendship. Love you guys. Appreciate all that you do. Brother, we're excited for you. We're so encouraged to hear what God's doing there. And literally, Rob is kind of setting the model for how do you plant a disciple-making church. They're really, I mean, we know a lot of guys planting churches. I will tell you, if you're looking for a disciple-making model for planting a church, Rob Wilton. Absolutely. We've been trying to get him to write a book. I think he's going to do it at some point. No, we tried to get him to write a book. He turned us down. So hopefully (laughs) now he will write the book. I need a ghostwriter. A ghostwriter. As we wrap up today, I want to remind you that we are members of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And I want to tell you about a podcast called Five Leadership Questions with Todd Atkins and Daniel M. They answer five leadership questions every week. So if you've got some or you're a great leader, you should be on on that podcast listening and trying to figure out how can I incorporate these amazing, incredible insights yeah. into Two my sharp guys, life. by the way. Very sharp Very guys. sharp. Mostly Good Daniel, friends. but Todd's there too. Todd's okay. Uh, check <laughs> it out anywhere you get podcasts today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple-making, resources related to disciple-making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.